2: yes
0: i just started it it's rolling
2: okay i'm your host alex welcome (laughs) back to the starry night theater podcast
0: i'm your other host dj thanks for listening we're done now (laughs) this this has been a morning yeah
2: um hey trevor would you like to present (laughs) us the sponsor for today
1: absolutely so i have a question for you alex have you ever had electrical (laughs) needs to be fixed
2: Yes, all the time. Right.
1: So, DJ, like, in the theater, has there ever been, like, I don't know, like, a lift that's ever been broken before? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you always, like, you sit there, and you're so confused. Like, who do you contact, right? Yeah. Yeah, I have no one. Well, turns out, I have somebody for you. It is... Where's the name of it?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. JDS no. Electrical. No. Oh, there it is.
1: Okay. So, it is JDS Electrical. <laughs> they are not only licensed, but they are insured. So, if you are doing any type of renovation, you're going to want that. They know the laws. They know everything. So, they are going to get it done, and they're going to get it done right. Absolutely. Right? So, the number. Write this down to everybody Everybody listening. 716 523 Two seven one one. That is seven one six five two three two seven one one. Tell them that the Ghostlight Theater sent you. Just put a little smile on their face. Make a make a gag out of it. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. Thanks, Trevor. What did you have that pre-written or was it off the dome? That was all off my brain. That was really incredible. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we worked it out. We ran it through a couple times. Absolutely yeah, not. No. And then and we then we laughed sure and then came one. back. <laughs> Um yeah, thank you for that Trevor. We are actually hooking up with JDS Electrical and they are going to do some work in our basement and around our theater. Woo! Shout out. Shout out to them. Thank you for sponsoring. We appreciate you. Uh could everyone in the room <laughs> <laughs> This is already off the rails. I'm already done. It's cuz I'm here. It, it um is. could everyone in the room just introduce yourselves, please? I'm Alex. Okay, not <laughs> <laughs> Not you.
1: Somebody.
3: Oh,
1: I don't want to start. What? <laughs> oh
3: okay. My God. Hi, I'm Natalie. Do I say my character? Or, yeah. Okay. Just
1: your uh, involvement.
3: We have. Okay. We, <laughs> we
1: are you? Even why, said why are you, you with, with us? Today? Yeah, okay.
3: Just well, yeah, we didn't even introduce it yet.
0: Is, we is, never introduced. We just. Is introduced there a like, theme okay. to this podcast? No, this, we have the the same, theme. We're okay. So th- about. we have a theme to the podcast. The theme to the podcast is Starry Night Theater. And occurrences at the yeah, theater. Yeah, but we
2: didn't even mention we're talking about Night of the Living Dead.
0: Yes, but I feel like if you pick up on context clues, if sure. you're a listener... Okay, okay
1: so what? I'm, gonna, I'm going to stop you all. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll give the introduction to the show, because the one review of my last episode was I hosted myself. <laughs> so let's keep it true that I'm my own host, right?
0: Okay. This is outrageous. <laughs> okay,
1: so hello listeners, it is Trevor Stone. You are...
0: <laughs> Why? 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 I don't like that...
1: I don't like that in my ear. You are listening to the Starry Night (laughs) podcast, where we are going to be talking about Night of the Living Dead. There are three of us, three of the named characters in the play, and um, we're going to start with the one who already started. Okay.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Natalie, and I play Judy in Night of the Living Dead. You may have also seen me and hear me (laughs) (laughs) say Frankenstein. Okay, what...
4: (laughs) Uh, I'm Elena, and I play Barbara in this year's production of Night of the Living Dead.
1: And again, I'm Trevor, and I play Tom. <laughs> and I'm a
0: zombie. Which a featured he zombie. Missed,
1: uh, part. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not a named yeah. character. No one I, right? I am it's the Night you. of the, I'm the Living Dead. Okay, well, I'm From the, the title. night of. We would, we,
4: we would have nothing without the zombies, actually.
3: Yeah, that is so true. And I would like to acknowledge the struggle that DJ has gone through the past couple of days with his zombie Oh, my makeup. God. That's
0: my beef. That's my beef. Okay, we rolling yeah, right like into start, the beef?
4: Yeah, sure. I'd, like to I'd start with that.
0: that. Okay, um, yeah, I got tons of beef. I mean, just absolute tons. Last week, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be nice. I had a great weekend. I'm going to go in positive. I've not had a great weekend this time. I, it's because
2: I wasn't there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I <laughs>
1: You all should have seen me roll my eyes.
0: <laughs> I so I'm a zombie as mentioned, and I do a a thing with a latex eyepiece, so it looks like my eye is missing, bloody it up, all that. Whatever. So first off, latex, I don't know if this happens for everyone or if I have some kind of reaction to it, but my skin is set on fire. When LaTeX touches my face,
2: so you're allergic. I to think you might be allergic.
0: But uh, then I've talked to other people. They're like, yeah, no, I feel like that—that's a normal reaction.
3: I think they might also be allergic. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, whether that's whatever happens, there happens. My skin is getting demolished every night. I am just permanently red. Um, it hurts. And last night, my eyes, my eyepiece fell off after I—I I do a thing in the
1: beginning. You have to come see it. Don't give them anything yeah. further.
0: Yeah, so I do a thing, and uh, after that thing, yeah, my, my eye fell off, so I'm trying to latex <laughs> it on. At one point, I just watched the latex drip from my eyebrow just straight up into my eye, and I was like, I don't have time to fix this, so I slapped my eyepiece on, and um, it fell off again eventually, so I ha- I missed one of my cues, but I probably was just like, just go without me, and uh, I latex my eye shut from the inside of my eyeball
2: What?
0: (laughs) and my eye hurt so bad and it was watering so i think the water from my eyeball loosened it
1: up a little bit but um
0: just a rancid experience
1: i will i will also say to dj i said to him after the show i go you don't need to put that on we can make makeup make it look like your eyes been blacked out or something and dj goes no
4: dj has been continuously saying that he is going to like stick through it he will not budge about just doing makeup which i commend you for but also, i don't i think it's extremely dangerous it is why do you do this every night
0: because well i already started so now it's just like just write it out sound off it
1: could get worse sound off in the comments (laughs) should dj (laughs) stop putting latex on his eyes
0: well shout out to michela because my eyepiece was ruined so um (laughs) she had an extra eyepiece
2: It's like where's that going?
0: Yeah, well I, I was gonna I'm not just gonna randomly shout her out. Shut up to
1: Shayla for stabbing my eye. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> she had an extra eyepiece, so I slapped that one on. And uh it started falling off on stage, and that was when I'm I'm by the window. And so I honestly just pressed my face up against the window as hard as possible, and it was stuck on there. But um it's it's not I have a love hate relationship with this show, and if I'm not directing it and not like not in it. I love it. Or no, I love it when I am directing it. When I'm not directing it and I'm in it, I can't stand this show. I can't stand
1: it. But don't let that persuade you because by the time this goes live, you have four opportunities <laughs> left. No,
0: watching. That's what I'm saying. Watching it, yeah, it great experience. It. Being a zombie in it and going home. I Sometimes I'll just look at myself in the mirror for like five minutes. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't shower. I can't <laughs> <sit down. laughs> my, my hair is covered in latex right now. It looks like I have bad dandruff. It's just latex. Are you sure? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so Alex, she's taking shots. Help your <laughs> <case>. She's always <laughs> taking shots at me. I'm the nice one here. Um, I'm the I'm the nice one of the podcast. I love you. Can mm-hmm. I
3: share my beef? Sure. Yeah. Okay, because mine is kind of about the show. You were looking at me.
0: (laughs) Mine isn't just Alex.
3: More specifically, select audience members from a couple of our shows who wanted to have a conversation at full volume the entire show. (laughs) And then also, I will not say what day, but crinkling of water bottles the entire performance (laughs) after intermission. I would just like to say that it's so distracting and it, it makes me like rage on the inside <laughs> and shame on those people. That is my beef.
0: It's been Every. a thing. It's like, remember during, um, what was the show we just did? Spiral Staircase. Spiral Staircase. Wow. Remember during Spiral Staircase? Wow. Well, I remembered you were in it, so that's, that's what's important here. Um, <laughs> during that, that was the most I've ever heard phones go off
2: throughout oh, yeah. a run it of a show. All the time
0: it was like maybe six times out of eight. So it's like, I feel like audience members are just continuously getting worse there. and not, not to like discredit the great ones are great audience members. We love and appreciate you, but there I've noticed it more and more like since COVID, I think that there's a decline in how Eticate. to behave. And Just etiquette. Etiquette. Okay. etiquette. Right. So yeah.
1: here's the thing then, if, if you're listening to this, you're probably a theater person. So Whenever your friends and family say they're going to go see a show, just give them a little crash course. Turn off your phone. (laughs) You don't even need to turn off your phone. Do do not disturb. Airplane mode. You can just make sure your ringer is off. I don't know. People who live with their ringers on, I don't trust. I agree. I
2: don't have mine on ever.
1: Me neither. Literally ever. (laughs) You can feel it vibrate. That's all you need. (laughs)
3: <laughs> everyone, everyone just turned and stared at well, me. Well, it's
0: your beef. You're controlling the moment. Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, I guess I agree with that. And also, they definitely didn't watch Here We Sit because they would know <laughs> yeah. what happens to people. The Uber uh-huh. ushers are going to get them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a fact. Is that tough? Like, it being like your first... I don't remember a lot of that during Here We Sit. Like, is it... Tough being on stage as a relatively new actor to deal with that.
3: Yeah. So, for the people not listening, I would <laughs> consider this my first, not real role, but I guess it's the most I've ever spoken in a role and like the blocking and the staging that was all new to me. And so, it is very distracting. Yeah. And I try not to let it, but when there's like crinkling, like two rows like right next to me, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to be afraid, I'm in. You know, like it's a, it's an apocalypse, and I'm, I'm
5: scared. <laughs>
3: and then it's just, it kind of takes you out of the moment. Yeah. And I don't know. It's shame on the, like, it's just shame on those people because it's like it's an immersive experience. People are here to enjoy it, and you're mm-hmm. taking away from that from the actors and the audience members that do want to enjoy themselves. I guess. Yeah.
1: So I sit next to Nat for like 10 minutes on the, sta- on the stage. And it's just us being afraid. And yesterday, somebody in the audience did something. And sometimes you will look at me as safety when you need to chuckle or you need to <laughs> laugh. So yesterday, you look at me and immediately I see like a laughter start coming across your face. And I go, I just had to turn around and go, <laughs> I can't do this. Because <laughs> they'll see me break. <sighs>
4: I will say, Natalie is probably the worst person to sit next to on oh stage <laughs> not, where is this coming from? i love natalie with my entire heart but <laughs> i don't think we've had a single show or rehearsal where she and i have not looked at each other and been immediately like nope gotta turn my head because well, i'm well, gonna start give so the
1: backstory we do have we have history well you guys are have been best friends for how many years
4: well, technically, I, w- I went to kindergarten with Lauren, and I had been at Lauren's house. Well, we're not so talking about Lauren. I, knew ne- no, <laughs> not- <laughs> I
0: thought you were going to say, well, technically, we're not best friends. I was going <laughs> to fall out of my chair.
4: <laughs> so technically, it's me and Lauren. No, so, honestly, <laughs> I would say since sec- kindergarten, but we were in second grade together. So us. I don't know how many years that is. Okay, we're just 21. second grade.
5: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're you guys can in- do
3: the math. I don't
1: know. So you guys were probably Seven.
4: And now Mm -hmm. we're 21.
1: So it's been 14 years. (laughs) Oh,
4: yay. Math lesson with Trevor. Yep. I feel like you're my dad right now.
1: So 14 years you guys have been friends. So you have a lot of history. So looking at each other...
3: I don't know. Like Barbara's character makes me giggle sometimes because she's
4: like I'm delusional. She's then, traumatized.
0: Then... It's a trauma that really, really punches up the laughter for me.
4: And I'll be honest. I definitely, for part of our friendship, I would tell Natalie, like, my birthday is not March 3rd. It's March 4th. And I would get in her head purposefully to make her, like, go crazy just for the fun of it to see her reaction. So I don't think she trusts me to begin with. So when I'm on stage and I look at her, she's like, oh, she's going to do something she's got she's got it
1: out for me it's march 4th everyone
4: and
3: it's not because march 4th is my dad's birthday and i was like you can't gaslight me and then i'd go crazy because then she would be so adamant about it
1: um. so you just heard here first folks elena is a gaslighter (laughs) so sound off in the comment if she should be canceled good thing good thing we're at the gaslight theater (laughs) no people actually call
0: it that that's not a joke people will call and order tickets and be like uh yeah, can I have two tickets at the Gaslight Theater? And my dad's just like, <laughs> "Yep, <No>. it's <laughs> yep. true." I've heard it. I've heard it sure. <laughs> all right, anyone, anyone else had say- beef? Oh, oh. twins. <laughs> okay.
4: Um. Yeah, I'll share my beef. Um, I told Sean yesterday I would shout him out because his beef is my favorite. Which beef. Sean? Sean Ward, our Sweeney Todd. I his beef <laughs> was my favorite beef of all time. The cha cha cha. And a happy birthday. Wholeheartedly agree, mm. and I told oh, yeah. him.
1: That team, I, team uh, Jenna.
4: Team, team, hold on, because Jenna's response. She stayed silent the whole time. He gave his explanation, and then she said, "Well, I like a little cha 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 myself." And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "That's that's, that's exactly most-
0: what she did too." Yeah, Is, she, did. <laughs> she did. She did. She did, did the, the hair
4: whole. Talk? She oh, did yes. the whole hair talk. I of co- I know Jenna. <laughs> I just I am Jenna. I genuinely. <laughs> I... Wait, has Jenna uh, been in the show no. this whole time? It's
0: a yeah. Scooby-Doo
1: moment. <laughs> Rip off the oh. ass.
4: I feel like um, that's my favorite beef, and I can't top that because that was such a Jenna moment.
1: And <laughs> no, you, you ran through your beef with me yesterday, and it was actually a really sweet one.
4: I will say my beef. Um, I was expecting something like crappy to happen today, and it didn't because I was just so excited. But I... Said to Trevor yesterday, my beef is um, like a man versus self, a woman versus self conflict with myself that I didn't join the theater earlier. I really have been like beefing with myself for the past. I don't know. I mean, I've seen Jenna in so many shows here. Um, Again, I've known Natalie since Natalie started doing shows here. I went to preschool with Kirsten Faree, who did shows here. Like I have known and been at these shows and I haven't had the guts to actually audition for a show and be in the show because I didn't want to miss out on seeing the like sparkle and the excitement of going to a show at the ghost light because that was just one of my favorite things to do. And for a while I was like, I cannot go to these shows because I'm just so jealous of those people on stage, but they're just so fun And then I I thought, well, I don't want to miss that. If I'm in the cast, I can't see that. But I will be fully open. It is ten times more exciting, enjoyable, happy, memorable being in this cast and being with the people in this company. It has been, honest to goodness, the best two months of my life. Oh
0: Oh, my God. What a moment! That's so sweet. Really nice. And I knew
4: I was gonna get that reaction. I felt bad because DJ's like, I want beef. Like, I don't want no.
0: no, I I have real,
1: honest to God, like beef. Beef. There are moments when I don't
0: give beef, but like I want to touch on that once you're done with your beef.
1: Oh, we'll shake the beef out. Okay. Well, mine is with the New York State government. Am I allowed to? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Am I allowed to go into this beef? Yeah. yeah okay we'll see what happens <laughs> okay no so we are magically cut off here
5: <laughs> never existed.
1: no so here's the thing so those who don't know i was laid off in june and i've been actively and very feverly looking for a job these past few months and you know since i got laid off i qualify on it for unemployment benefits so i get a nice little measly crumbs of money um but you know thankful for that that's not what the beef is the beef is um i i don't know why but i was picked to have a like unemployment officer like advisor so back in like august i have to go on this phone call and this guy's telling me like hey like you need to write down every single job you apply to you need to write down every single time you work on your resume every time you have a uh, an interview. You need to do at least three things every single week, and we need this written record because we can ask you for it up to a year after you stop collecting unemployment. And I was like, "Cool, Slay, Like, I can do that. Everything is trackable. Indeed, I've like I've applied to almost two hundred drops. Oh my that's god! Insane. Yeah, so that's the th- like I'm overqualified and underqualified at the exact same time, and it, it's rough, but. So, the guy was like, okay, well, you know, after 10 weeks, you should start looking at, like, distances, you know, up to an hour away from your home. And I was like, oh, my God, an hour. And then he goes, like, basically, then after, like, 15-ish weeks, because you only get 26 weeks, he's like, you should stop looking at, you know, your salary range that you want and just start looking to get a job just for the sake of getting a job. And I was like okay sure cool so he's like okay well i'm gonna schedule you another appointment and we'll we'll catch up then so i said okay cool time flashes by and i am like cleaning up my living room and i go to my phone and i have four missed calls from new york state dol because let me if you have an iphone at least it will come up the phone number as new york state department of labor And i was like oh my god like so i called the guy back and he goes yeah you missed your appointment and i go What appointment? I missed absolutely nothing. He was like, well, you got a letter and an email. And I said, no, I didn't. I missed absolutely nothing. I'm the one who gets the mail. I have my phone and I check my email. Basically, every hour on the hour because of job applications. So, he goes, okay, well, I'm going to schedule another appointment. But I have a meeting. And I go, yeah, okay, but when? And he goes, you'll get an email. And I go, okay, cool. So, then life continues on and I kind of forget about this phone call and then all of a sudden i don't get my unemployment benefits and like i'll be fully transparent life is rough right now like it is hard inflation rent you know utilities everything so you know missing out on this money i'm like um what's going on so thankfully I get my SNAP benefits. I get this whole lady called me. She was like, yeah, you should call them. So I try and call the Department of Labor. And this is the start of my beef. I call them five times. No. Like, the Department of Labor, if they don't have anybody available, you just get hung up on. They go, try again later. It's crazy. And I go, hmm, how am I ever supposed to get anybody? Like, how am I going to have the luck? So then I'm driving here for our first like dress rehearsal and Nick calls and goes, Hey, um, you got a letter from the department of labor and I go, absolutely read it to me. And it goes on to say that I missed yet another appointment on September 26th. And they sent me a email and a letter well, I then go into my Department of Labor portal. I check all my mail. I check every single email on my phone. Nothing from the Department of Labor. And so I'm supposed to call this hotline. So I call this hotline. And this la- I cry to this lady. Because, like, I'm struggling. You know, she's just the right amount of, like, sympathetic, empathetic, and just the right amount of, like, apathetic of, like, being professional. And she goes, yeah, you missed it. And I go, okay, but, like, I didn't get anything. So, you know, she unfreezes my account. And um, sends me this questionnaire of why I missed my appointment yet again. And I was like, I didn't get anything. And she was like, okay, well, the department is going to have to schedule it, schedule schedule you another one. And I go, okay, well, how am I supposed to find that out? Because I'm not getting anything. And she goes, well, somebody should have just told you to call them. And so she goes, next Friday, give them a call if you don't get anything. And I, that's when I started crying because I'm like, that's all I've needed. Um, so I still haven't gotten those two weeks of money yet. So um, that's stressful. Um, I have not received an email about an appointment. Oh and um, the Department of Labor thinks that my bachelor's of biology qualifies me sometimes to be a nurse, a registered nurse. <laughs> and I'm not. Um, so, yeah, that's my beef.
4: They are New York State is so
1: good at acting
4: like they care about anything honestly get them on this stage they are incredible performers because they just talk such <laughs> a load of like baloney about everything not even just like unemployment benefits i mean when i was applying to schools doing fafsa doing mm. like oh my TAP, that's just a whole process Excelsior. I no it. one is attainable. I think they actually just have like dummies sitting in chairs, oh. and, like stuffed <laughs> animals, like sitting at these like telephones and no one's there. Oh,
1: The thing that too, that made me mad was like, I was ready for them to yell at me. Cause I'm like, I can show you the receipts of how many jobs I've employed. I do nothing. Like the only <laughs> thing that I have in my life right now is this show. That is the only reason I leave my house because life living costs money and I don't have money to go out of my house. Like gas alone is astronomical for me so mm, that's I have to. wow new york state at
2: its finest
1: <laughs> yeah so sound off if sound off in the comments <laughs> if you have any similar stories you know find I'm sure me lots up. of people do nobody sounded off in the comments of my last episode so there, we don't really we can't see the comments <laughs> yeah. i'm talking about like On the Instagram Instagram post. On Instagram. Okay. Okay, so now you have direct instructions. Instagram post. Go to Instagram. (laughs) You will see this post. Or Facebook, Facebook, Facebook.
2: Well, okay. Sure, yeah,
1: yeah, Facebook, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Why not? Um, Or you can find me. I will not give you that information. You have to Google me. (laughs) Just don't look at the
0: cast pictures that we
1: posted with his full name. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it has my middle initial. And you need my middle (laughs) initial to find me. (laughs) My legal name, when I was like, when I got my first passport, you're supposed to like, if you want your middle initial, you want your middle name or you don't want that. And my dad, I swear to you, looks at me with the most serious face. He goes, Trevor, you have a decision to make. How do you want the world to like address you? Because what you pick today is how you will be called and like how you will do your signature the rest of your life. And I said, oh, I'm like seven years old i don't even know (laughs) what that means and i picked my middle initials so now you will find me in in wherever you just gotta guess the letter i know the letter i think
2: Mm -hmm. trevor what
0: i can't say that you don't want me to say that yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay (laughs) (laughs) um yeah all right everyone got their beef. you have beef alex no
2: i don't have beef this week
0: okay i have beef <laughs> uh, oh my god! I beef with
2: everyone in this room.
0: No, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's unreal. I'm on that's your unreal. side,
2: Alex. <laughs> I'm just
0: kidding. I'm always on Alex's side. Oh. She just doesn't see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's false. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> so, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, this is a what? Our fifth go at it.
1: What? You had something to respond to Elena with.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm going to do, individual stuff now.
1: Oh, okay, cool. I'll just push it into that. I'll lump (laughs) it in.
0: Um, Oh, I also said something about Nat, because you said that she's, like, the worst person to to be with. She'll make you laugh.
5: Yeah. Where is the um, (laughs) (laughs) story?
0: During Here We Sit, we always sat next to each other at the top of that thing, and we'd always laugh every show, no matter what. Well,
3: you're forgetting to add a little detail that you would... Do something that
0: made me laugh. I would do something Every that would show. make her laugh, but then also we were just like, Oh, we're acting. We're on stage, let's react. And so I'd react like appalled and I'd look at her and she'd start cracking <laughs> it. So I'm like, Okay, I'm not acting with you anymore. We're just we're just two people sitting here. <laughs> um Yeah, okay. So Night of the Living Dead, fifth go, one was cancelled because of COVID. So the panini. What?
1: The panini <laughs> <laughs>
3: what? Trying to say pandemic but it's panini
1: no okay y'all are not on the type of tiktok i was on when we were like mid pandemic people would be like this panini is just out of out of the world and like this pea pot is just too much they would pick any random p word because we were so tired of saying pandemic Alright. Mm. I've never, okay. I, I'm I, don't, never.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know. off in the
0: comments.
2: <laughs> I also don't have TikTok, so
0: I also don't have TikTok. hmm Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. <laughs> Our fifth go at it. Um this is my dad's second time directing it. Um I feel like I had more to say about that, but I can't <laughs> I can't remember. It's so early.
2: I um, know, <laughs> I'm like, is it?
0: It <laughs> is no, early
2: w- It's 10.08, come on Okay, I
0: didn't sleep till like 2 o'clock last night though
2: That is fair but whose yeah, fault is
0: that? We didn't leave the theater until like 11 And then remember the five minutes of staring at myself Convincing myself to <laughs> so take take everything off <laughs> my face five
2: minutes <laughs> It all adds up It
0: all adds up The, the excruciating <laughs> showers I have to take to get this off of my face mm-hmm. Is unreal I don't know if we should talk about that, but okay <laughs> i'm not i'm not it's my face I'm just it's nowhere else <laughs> mm. okay <laughs> i can't do this abort, can't. Abort mission.
1: okay take two dj <laughs>
0: um i keep losing track because everyone keeps adding random <laughs> random things uh okay let's just start let's just get into it it's our 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 actual fourth time doing it my dad's second time directing he's done two i've done Wait. two
2: didn't you say fifth time? You said but fifth you said time. But, but, one but
0: one was canceled.
1: Yeah. Oh. When did well, you
0: okay. open You your don't... Ears. The whole pandemic... The whole thing that we just See, talked I about. I thought
1: you were saying you've done it five times, and there was like a sixth time that got canceled.
0: No, the fifth... The, it was it was the third time. I was supposed to direct it three times in a row, and the third time we were going to do it was the one that was canceled. So now this is... Uh, two times since we've been back. My dad's done it both times. Um, He has his own twist on it and own spin on it. I'd love to talk to him about that at some point because he he really just loves the show. So... Yeah, so this is... (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was gonna go in how the cast is different. but We already did that. What's going I just, well, on? I need
1: you to know everybody the setup of this. It's so so it's distracting. DJ, I need a wall in front of think me. We're
2: ever getting through this podcast.
1: DJ is the like head of the table at the end. Alex and I are like gazing into each other's eyes, <laughs> and then you have Tweedledee and Tweedledum <laughs> on the other side. They're laughing. I don't even I don't, know. what Yeah, about. what are
4: you laughing about? So Natalie will do the most like unfunny like just little thing like she looked at the mic she was like and she's trying to poke her nose at it or something and i cannot imagine where she pulled that from and so i laugh because she's an enigma she is an absolute enigma and she makes me laugh and then when she laughs i laugh and then one of us snorts and then the game's over and then
1: okay so night of the living dead it so, is our night fourth of the living time dead. doing it
0: uh we'll start with natalie we kind of touched on this already. So you're in Frankenstein. That was your first acting thing, correct? Yes. And then you're in Here We Sit. So now this is your first time being a consistent character throughout the whole thing. Because Here We Sit was a, a... What is what is that called? Um,
1: a malfunction. Uh, no.
0: <laughs> um, kind of. It, it's a bunch of different skits. A, a skits. sketch. It's yeah. like a sketch show. So a bunch of different uh, <laughs> pieces formed together to do one thing. So you played a couple parts in that. But this is your first time... Playing a character, start to finish, how was it different from doing anything in Here We Sit? So preparing with, wise, I mean,
3: with Here We Sit, it was. I felt like it was very informal, just yeah. because it was okay if like you giggled or you laughed because it, it's a comedy. So like if you break your character, like it's not the end of the world. So I didn't feel a lot of pressure, and I really only had like little one-liners and like two scenes. So it was relatively easy for me to kind of jump into that because, the I don't know, the pressure, I guess, wasn't too bad, and I had all my friends there, and it was, like, funny little short skits, so I, like, wasn't consistently on a stage for long periods of time. And then I was like, you know, I think I'm ready to audition for, like, a real show. So I was like, I couldn't do Spiral, like, audition because of work. And so I was like, well, I'll just take a shot at Night of the Living Dead. And I was like, you know, Judy's a good part because it's like she speaks a little bit. She's on the stage, you know.
0: Great. Uh, great re- for like, experience. Great
3: first, like first. I, I don't want to say like first actual part, but that's kind of how I think of it. Like my first real role. So when I auditioned, I was like, you know, we'll see. Maybe there's someone else. It's fine. Because I know rejection is also just a part of the experience. And. <clears throat> I've been lucky enough to not really deal with that, but I know in the future, like it's going to happen and people should just be okay with that. So I didn't really go in thinking anything. And then once I got the role, I, the rehearsals were like once a week. So it was weird to kind of get into it at first until it was like, oh my gosh, the show is like next week. We (laughs) gotta, we gotta do this. And I want to say Trevor has been an amazing (laughs) partner, like person to work with, like, Probably Trevor and your dad are like the top two favorite people I've worked with so far. And he gave me really good pointers about like how to present myself on stage, how to build a connection with the audience. And just those are things that I don't know, come with experience. And so I feel like I've grown a lot since the first rehearsal. And I don't know, it's been a really fun experience. And it's definitely going to be one that sticks with me.
0: But, see, that's big on you, too, and it's something I I kind of talked to you about yesterday where it's like you could be put into any part ever. Or, like, Judy, we've had people in the past be put in that part and be like, okay, it's a small part. I'll just do whatever, but not really think about it too much. But you've taken advantage of the opportunity, and you yourself has sought out Trevor, like, Trevor to help you. I've listened to you ask him, like, stuff like that. And that is somebody that is like, I want to work with this person mm-hmm. again. There are so many times where it's like, oh, this person's struggling, but they're going to struggle in silence until the director completely stops everything and works on the scene. And sometimes as a director, you don't have time to do that, especially when you're working once a week, especially when you're in the show. Um, so it, I think it's fantastic that you yourself took the initiative and it was like, I am surrounded by people who, who really know what they're doing. Let me do that. So it's like that was big on you to to do that not just coast like oh whatever this will work out
3: it's very intimidating to be like a newcomer with like all these talented people that have so much experience in theater i guess like so when i get pointers (laughs) from elena trevor vanessa even your dad like i know it's so hard because there's it's a huge cast so Mm. obviously he has to focus on a lot of people and he gives he gives notes but like i know that his priorities have to be with people that have a bigger presence on the stage and the zombies and everything so i kind of sought people that i like respect as actors and i look up to to like hopefully be like them one day so it that just it was different and i was like you know i'm not going to get better if i just like sit here and i'm not going to be like i'm the best person ever cuz i know that I can improve in a lot of different areas. And so I just kind of was like, you know, let me just ask the, the people that I'm comfortable with that can really like help bring out like the character in the way that I want.
0: Yeah. Oh. It's been the coolest journey to, to watch and you actually work towards something is, is awesome.
2: <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think it's also beneficial that you had like a gradual immersion into the theater and acting instead of someone just throwing you in and being overwhelmed.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I'm a person that, overthinks everything i used to have severe stage fright public speaking in any capacity would make me like start shaking and sweating and so just to like (laughs) if like okay i'm just being like honest like it like freaked me out and to now be at a point where like i can be on the stage for like a whole show for the most part and not be bothered by it like that like has like high school me like baffled
1: not only being not only being bothered by it but also clearly having fun yeah there's a point in the show when we go off stage and the smile that you have as we're like going to another part of the area is just so like that's what acting in theater is about because there's like performing for people and that joy but then there's also the art of having fun for yourself and like i can definitely tell you've caught the bug
3: Yeah, it's like it's addicting because like you sometimes it's like oh, maybe I need a break but then Mm
1: -hmm. it it
3: just but then you want to come back back yeah yeah, I feel that so hard and it's like I want to be involved in some capacity with every show here just because it's so much fun even if you're not acting in it like going to cruise maybe learning lights or sound, helping out in other ways. Like- Trevor had the, the biggest light. reaction All
0: right. to going to cruise.
3: I think <laughs> cruise are really fun, and I was really sad when I would be working and I would miss out on them because like it's a chance to <laughs> hang Have out with come- the people that you don't really get to see. Like If people aren't in a show and they still come to crew, it's like, hey, like Sean, Sean Ward, I'd be like, hey, haven't seen you since Sweeney Todd. How are you doing? Like, it's Yeah,
0: just- that's something that I've talked about, too. Is like It's so hard when you are involved in every show. Um, And you you deal with all these different people constantly, and then it's just like now you have to go like months without seeing that person ever again. It's like yeah, what yeah. is ha- that's one of the hardest parts. So it's like if Alex and I weren't doing the podcast every Sunday, it would have been like Spiral Staircase and like okay, that's it. I'll see you oh. whenever you audition for anything again. Okay, so that's we're really it's been <laughs> no, because that's how so... it's been. You that's how it's been. No, okay. no, because um, that's how it's that's how it's been in the past. That's,
2: and I've talked about yeah, how hard but we're that better is. friends now
1: because of the podcast we <laughs> hang out every sunday <laughs> <I know>. now <laughs> all right so we're not gonna get into your friend no fight. no but
0: then beautiful. it's like because then <laughs> I it's like what
4: yeah. he meant though no, no, I- no I what you're i'm at. kidding
0: and, but then it's like it's nice because now there's so many people who like actually want to be in it and be involved like uh, everyone in this room right now who's like oh yeah i want to come back and do stuff like that to me means the world because it's like i've gone through so many highs and lows of just like all right now this person's gone for months and months and months and you have to learn all these new people and you're never going to be as close to certain people.
1: Well, that's what (laughs) when, um, I don't remember who I was talking with, but during Sweeney, um, we were talking about like you and kind of being reserved when you first meet people. And somebody made the the comment of like, well, DJ has been here for his whole entire life and he's watched so many people like gotten close to so many people for them just to never return again. And you never get that like final goodbye. Yeah. And that's what's so hard of being a part of like a company like the way you are and to like for me you know the show ends next sunday and i'm staring into a dark abyss of like (laughs) let's count down the days (laughs) till i see everybody again
2: that's how i was after spiral staircase i'm like oh i'm not gonna see the whole group i
0: kind
1: of came to one of our dress rehearsals
2: (laughs) i you know i could have and don didn't invite me i was gonna say
0: i I thought that's where you're gonna take that was well i wasn't invited i'm like i was there when he told you to come
2: yeah, no, I want okay.
0: <laughs>
2: here's, here's the thing: I want to come, and then either I'm busy or my anxiety is just like, mm, and then I stay home, <laughs> and,
4: and that is a valid excuse.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> I'm never gonna crush on anxiety or depression <laughs> or any mental health. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but
0: I think I think <laughs> what you were saying about like the smile and and all that for Nat. I think that's part of this show, and I don't necessarily know how or understand it. I I like the show; it's fun. It's not necessarily well written, or I don't know anything crazy. It's Just like the movie, the movie is whatever whatever it is. But my dad, it was so cool watching my dad when the first time I brought it back in 2019. We get it's so easy for him and I to get burnt out because you just it's show 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 different people different people easy for us to get burnt out so i brought it back and i directed it and he was like this is the most fun i've ever had on stage and to see that and and the rehearsal process was just us laughing the whole time it's like we're dealing with zombies and it's so dark and could be heavy but every time we've done it it's just been a really super positive experience for everyone on stage and i think kind of hypes everyone up like all right let's hit these other shows of the season that maybe are just heavy or maybe are just just a comedy Whereas it's like this just mixes everything and you just really have a good time so there is some kind of magic to this show so when i say i don't like it once it's over i'll be like oh that's my favorite show ever and uh it's just it's a love-hate relationship we'll see what he says at the stars.
5: <laughs> yeah he's had <laughs> quite a
0: few months to think about it what a great experience that was remember how much i loved it and gushed about it the whole time I will pull up the clip from this episode. <laughs> no, I do, I do love it, and it does have a, a place in my heart. All right. Um, Elena, so you came – like, I, I kind of knew of you. Like, we sort of knew each other. Um, I knew you could sing really well. But, again, I've talked on here numerous amounts of times of musical theater actors coming in and auditioning for, uh, like, a straight play and just not being able to act that it happens more often than than not and so i'm like i don't know i know history we'll see what happens and you read and you read really really well and i was like yeah i could when my dad and i went in the back we talked about it i'm like yeah i could use her but i think and you didn't put night of the living dead on your form you had one checked off yeah See, this is why I ask these questions, because look at the people I've gotten asking these questions of, oh, are you sure? Like, You want to switch that? Trevor, it worked out for you, but also I still asked because I wanted you to be in it in some capacity. Sean Ward, same thing. Like, you wrote this. Did you actually mean this? (laughs) Wink, wink. But um, we went to the back, and I'm like, I think you should try Elena as Barbara. He's like, okay, yeah, whatever. I'm willing to try anything. So then I was just, like, hoping that you could – would be open to completely switching what show you came out for. And you were, and you read for it and everyone's like, well, yeah, I mean, there it is. So I take credit for that, but uh, <laughs> uh, brag. Yep. But uh no, I think you're doing fantastic and, and such a rarity to find somebody that could do both as well as you can. So shout out to you.
4: Thank you. I appreciate it. I genuinely, I told Jenna, um, cause Jenna and I did theater, no, we did a choir um, together in Orchard Park, and I, you guys were kind enough to come out to our our performance, our show, and Jenna was just hyping it up so much, like you gotta do the fall thrillers, they're so fun, you gotta do these shows, and I was like, okay, I, I'll audition, and I really sat at home for about half an hour with butterflies in my stomach, and I was like, there's no way I can get myself to this audition, there's just no way. And so I did, and I thought that the auditions were – because I texted Jenna. I said, is it any time between 6 and 8? And she said, yeah, just show up whenever. So I showed up at 6.30, and there's no one there. And I was like,
5: <laughs> uh-oh. And
4: then I, said, I went upstairs, and all these people are reading. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit in the back. If they don't call my name, that would be great. And then someone came up to me and was like, give your paper to them. And I was like, oh.
5: <laughs> I was like
4: DJ, here's my paper, and you're like, "Thanks." And
0: <laughs> you're like, that is I? not, no, it probably was, but yeah, it was, I, exactly. During it was, the auditions,
4: think, you definitely have like a, a stone. What face, a yeah. what
0: a stressful time that is. Oh,
4: I know. I, just the amount of people there that are so like, they have their paper, they're ready to go, and I'm
1: they're foaming at the mouth
4: (laughs) essentially (laughs) yes the (laughs) nt natives go crazy for this kind of stuff they really do because there's no arts around here and you guys keep it alive um so yeah i went to the audition i was thinking i really want to be in a drama i've never been in a drama play before i've been in musicals that are dramatic but i've never been in just a full full length play um so i just put spiral staircase down and jenna said you'd be good as the nurse and i was like okay i don't know who that is but yeah sure and i wrote it down and then i think i read for the nurse once i read for helen twice no yes Mm -hmm. and and by read i mean just stood
1: there i would say there's no reading for helen
4: (laughs) i I stood there and i and i acted and pretended to shuffle through some no but i remember you were really good as helen that is hilarious because I was like, ah, I feel like a dork up here. <laughs> I was
0: <laughs> That's what, I figured everyone would just feel yeah. horrible in that part, but I'm like You was... have to do it. I gotta right. see.
4: You gotta do what you gotta do. And I was I everybody just went home after that and they're like, Okay, these ten, fifteen people stay, or twelve people or whatever. And I was the one who stayed and then they had they I I saw El Dante Deje out.
0: I thought you said El Dante. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: I thought you
1: said El we Dante call,
0: too. We call him that sometimes. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. You picked Dante. up on it. <laughs> we to the back.
4: No, El Dante took Deje out into this like little cubby and talked to her about the show, obviously, because then you guys went in the back and talked about it. And then I read as Barbara. And there have been so many times where. I, I was in a theater class in high school and we would read monologues for a project and I loved it because I could just immerse myself in something that I would know I would never get the part of. So you guys had me read as Barbara and I'm like, this is a monologue that I would so read in high school and I just know that I would never get the part of. And then you guys were like, can you do it? And I said, I guess I you were guess. definitely hesitant. I didn't.
0: Yeah, I know. And I and at that point, I was like, Oh yeah.
4: no! The only, I'll be honest. The only reason why I was hesitant was because zombies are not my thing. I laugh. I think it is the most. I th- I think it's because I had a cousin who was obsessed with zombies. So for about twelve years, all I had to listen to was zombies. I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, amazing. <laughs> I love it. And now they're like, let's put you in a full hour and 20 minute play about zombies i'm like "Uh, i don't think i can but i did and i pushed myself and i just wanted to act that's all i I have been fiending for this for the past oh my gosh last time i was in a play or a musical was senior year so almost four years three and a half i i I wanted it so bad to just be with a company and i got it and i'm so thankful because this has been like the best role ever
0: well and it's it's a really hard role which is why like It's always a problem trying to figure out who's going to play Barbara. So taking a a risk was kind of a big thing. And then we had you stay and we're like, oh, yeah, can you read Barbara? And then imagine if we're just like, okay, thanks, now you're done. (laughs) You're not Barbara. (laughs) That would suck. But, um, I mean, you absolutely nailed it. But we've been so lucky to have good Barbaras throughout the years. It was Vanessa last time, Alex the time before that, and then Carla. So, like, I mean, we've been – blessed and now you add to that and my mom was just gushing about you she's seen all of them and she just absolutely was like <laughs> beside herself because you you are fantastic and it's such it's a role that you could take and just completely shut down with and not do anything with and it would work i mean in context and everyone would be like yeah cool now eater, now zombies go eater. like it's fun that's what it's for but you to take it and make it something is an immense amount of work so that's all you
4: i you have no idea how much that means because you don't get praise in theater very often unless it's either after a show or unless your director is you know like you're the star child of the show um and i appreciate it because it 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 has been challenging to fill the shoes of people who I have looked up to for years. Vanessa, I always say Vanessa has been my favorite actress in this company for years. She is an immense talent who just you put her in any role and she knows it right away. The second day of rehearsal, she had almost her entire script memorized. And I'm like, well, all right. So (laughs) that's that. And then I um, they said, oh, yeah, we pulled Carla out a window one year and we did this and we did that. And I'm just thinking, how am I ever going to be able to top this? But Vanessa, really, I picked her brain quite quite a lot during this just to get a feel of what she did and what I can do. And she came up to me last night. She said, I'm loving the nuances you're adding to this. And I'm like, that's all I could ask for is that the things that I'm adding to it are being seen and appreciated and not being questioned like why on earth are you doing this Because mm-hmm. yeah. it just doesn't make sense like when you were talking about um with spiral with alex and cal the whole scene in the when cal is stuck in the behind the door yeah you didn't ask him to crack his right. voice. he just did it and that is what makes little things like that so important is just doing it i don't i don't i pay a little homage to vanessa because she said oh i twirl my finger on the design on the couch and i was like yeah i'm gonna run with that and then she said i love when you do this i love when you do that and i'm like that is that's all i could ask for it's just little things being acknowledged yeah it's a big role that you can again like you said you can either play it blank like she's crazy or you can play it eccentric like she's crazy you know
0: yeah, and you it, they've all been so different throughout the years, so it's always interesting, like, when we get to the year when it, it can't be different <laughs> anymore because there's only so many variations yeah. you can do with it. And I I just keep getting surprised every year we do it and definitely very surprised by you because then we're talking afterwards on day, you're like, yeah, I, I don't really act. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> like, what? Go, what do you mean? It's, <laughs>
4: it's true. I, I, I don't act. I sing. And that has been my shtick my entire life is just singing and everybody has in my family has known that and they're like, you're such a good singer. And I just want, I wanted one role to blow people away, but every role in high school, I was a very reserved character. I was Mary Poppins. I was, um, mother superior. I was, um, my Freshman year, I was um, Helen in Miss Saigon. Ellen and Miss Saigon, and it's like those characters are all so reserved. Yeah, and you you can add things and you can make them special, but if you don't have a part that enables you to reach down to deeper parts of yourself, I can't do that with Mary Poppins because I can't make stuff pop up out of a bag. I just don't have magic, unfortunately. Right. So. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of things you could do with it. You can't go very far. And especially because you're trying to dance and sing at right. the same time. And it's miserable. It is. I am so glad that I just got a chance to just act and just, just be on stage. And just, just live it.
0: Well, you're very good at it. So keep I'm coming excited. back. <laughs> I'm
2: excited I, to see you as Barbara because I like seeing people in roles that I've had in the past and see the nuances and the differences that they that's in their take compared to mine
4: right i i talked to sean ward last night when he came to the show and he said your scene with johnny is just so different and he said the same thing to trevor you played tom so different and that i love that because it just makes me feel like i'm being creative and i'm in the creative process of acting and i'm not just reenacting a show or or playing a part that is written down and i'm I, re- I really appreciate it. That means a lot. Thank you.
0: And it's so important for this show, especially where it's like we do it every year. Like you need different actors to bring different things to it. And this time is re- extremely different with between everyone in the house. The zombies are always kind of they're zombies. I mean, what are you going to do? Sing and dance? No. Okay. So the, the house being um, different this time is, is the right move. And each year we, we have to keep shaking it up. But what yeah, what all of you guys are doing is is different and new and and good, so it's like that's that's what we have to continue doing and so important with this show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. all right, Trevor, you were in Sweeney Todd, that was the only other show you did here, correct?
1: <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> see well, right now it feels like Sweeney Todd was about two years ago
1: absolutely yeah, so
0: i'm a little I'm a little shaken up from that um. But how was the transition – because you're another one. You're one that – and I picked up on it during Sweeney because we didn't have anyone read anything for auditions during Sweeney Todd because it's not – I mean there's like five lines in the whole play. It's all singing. Right. So um, when you would sing, you would act and and you had – the lines that you did have, you were like actually putting emotion and stuff into it, which is great. I mean maybe it's just that's an old way of thinking because for so long that's how it's been. It's been the musical people and then the actors. Mm -hmm. my whole life here so now we have all these new young people who are very good at both which is just like spinning my head spinning all of our heads um you're a very good actor and i like what you're doing with with tom and how you've that's another role one that you could just slide in and be like all right i'm just gonna coast and Mm -hmm. you're not doing that at all so how how is it different from sweeney i mean obviously sweeney is massive right but um just preparing wise
1: how is that different well, to start, it was such a different process because we only rehearsed once a week. Yeah. And I like that because, you know, you can have a life outside of it and you can do stuff. But the pressure isn't there as much. Like when we started Sweeney Todd, you guys were like, we have 15 rehearsals until we open. Like, but we're, we're here three days a week where when we started this one, they're like, we have 15 rehearsals but we're only here once a week. And then we have our like two weeks of three rehearsals. So it was kind of, it was a little bit hard to kind of, to find a character Mm -hmm. uh, at first because, you know, I am new here. So I, I've never seen Night of the living dead, the movie I have heard like, Oh, we've done this in the past and this in the past uh, for night of the living dead. But I was like, I I have no clue uh, where to go with anything. But for me, it was just kind of when we settled into our set, things kind of shifted for me. Because the way Don told me my character was going to be is he's the peacekeeper. And he's going to get in between Ben and Harry. And whatever they go, you're always right there in in, in between. And I was like, okay, that's kind of how I always am in my life. So I was like, okay, what what would I do? But then, you know... When you are an actor and you've been in a lot of shows, you were like, okay, we need to have levels. You don't want just to be that character. Because even the smallest roles can have huge impacts. Yeah. Because every actor should should put their full effort into a show. So I was like, okay, what what can I do? How can I change this? What, what can I do differently? And – I was like, okay, let me look at everybody. We have Ben, who's like, steadfast, our leader, going, like, comes in with a plan. You have Harry, who's like, I'm going to stay in the basement. I have a plan. That's what's going to happen. And then, you know, the women, you know, the show was written in the 60s, so the women aren't really too focused on, but (laughs) that's not our fault. So, but then you have, like, you know, you have Barbara, who is going through trauma. You have Judy, who is the stereotypical, like, high school sweetheart girlfriend who's like, I want to be with you. And then <laughs> you have Helen and Karen. Karen's the little one. And then Helen is, you know, the, they're in a different part of their relationship where they're fighting all the time. So it's like, okay, I see all that on stage. What isn't given? And I go, somebody who's nervous, somebody who's genuinely anxious, somebody who, you know, we were, my friend came and we started making like a pretend backstory of somebody who, should be self-assured because he is the peacekeeper, but that is all just a front because he's just scared out of his mind and he just loves his girlfriend and he wants them to make it out alive. So I was like, okay, how would I Trevor do that? And I was like, so like, I'm, I'm shaking on stage. I'm always rubbing my hands together. And you know, sometimes when you get really afraid, you just kind of escalate and you start yelling. And so there's one point where I was like, I think a yell here would just kind of shift the character And so Sean Ward yesterday, he was saying, like, with that line, he was more of a peacekeeper, like, hey, like, come on, Harry, like, let's really work together. Let's do this. And I was and I never even thought about doing that line kind of once we got into it that way. I was like, no, like, he's being a jerk and he's not seeing reason. And we have somebody who's out here telling us they've killed so many zombies. So that was different from sweeney because for me anthony was very much myself and how i want to be perceived in the world of this hopeful loving guy who sees the darkness and the shadows in the world and it's like you know what i see a pretty lady let me (laughs) let me woo her with my pretty voice (laughs) you know so that was an easier process of just going into it and you know we had a quick conversation at the beginning of like Well, you had it with all the leads, that first lead rehearsal of, like, you know, I've seen people do um, Mrs. Lovett as kooky Pants. And I've seen people do, you know, Anthony and Joanna as weird brother-sister rather than, Mm. like, lovers. So I was like, okay, I can do that. So that's just how this one was a little bit different of just actually thinking, okay, what is on the stage and how can I round that out? That's really cool. I like that. See, it's so
0: much deeper than just here's a script, here's your lines, Mm -hmm. go out and do it. Um, And and you guys have all put so much work into that, which is so cool to hear. I mean, that's why we're doing the podcast, right? Um, To hear (laughs) all that stuff because it's so much work. And the the rehearsals once a week, I remember, has always been kind of tough to navigate at first. And then, I don't because my dad and I have talked about it, and we're like, well, should we add more? And it's like, well, look at what we're getting at the end of each of these. Like, all your performances, fantastic. And you go back every year, like, well, everyone's upping themselves every year. So I guess guess one is is working to (laughs) some extent.
1: What's so funny, too, is the past three nights, I come home utterly exhausted. I'm, like, dragging my feet. I'm falling asleep by the time I'm, like, hitting the couch to talk to Nick about the day. Where with Sweeney Todd, I left... And I still had energy. So something – and you would think like a musical that's three hours long where I'm on stage singing my heart out, you know, <laughs> would be more draining. But something about the show, just the the passion and the effort. And Dawn is like, yeah, I love the show. It's so fun. And, like, I'm always giddy when, like, when we would leave rehearsals because there is just something about this show that is just fun. Yeah, yeah there is. I feel like
2: – Tom, I don't know if anyone else thinks this, but I feel like Tom is a character that can easily dissolve into the background, and mm-hmm. like it's Harry and and Ben that really have that emotion. But from who I've seen in the past, they've really breathed life into his character, and I'm pretty sure you do not do any less.
0: <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> well, you're pretty dad- sure you do not do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your dad made a joke about people being like because we. It was our dress rehearsal, and we now have our floor mics. And he was like, "Make sure you're loud enough to, you know, have the floor mics pick up." And he looks at me, goes like, "Trevor, I know you're gonna have a problem because you're just so quiet, and (laughs) there's no life in your voice." And I go, "Everybody in the theater was laughing." They go, "Mm
5: -hmm." (laughs) "I
1: "I don't think I could be boring in a background character, even if I tried." Yeah, (laughs) I feel like it's such an underrated role, and I I can't remember. I think it's just the way that it's written, ago. too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, the way I look at him is he's the segue point of everything. Because he's in between Harry and Ben. Yeah. And I feel like their fight would not escalate if it wasn't him trying to do whatever. Yeah. And then in act two, just like with the TV and being like, oh, Willard... Whatever it that line is, such a transition because we're like, start, they're starting to fight again, and I'm like, nope, we're gonna pivot. Look, at it says this, let's go there, let's do that. Yeah, no, well, see, that's and it is the
0: way it's written, and we talked about this for Spiral Staircase too. Neither of them are, are well written and it's like your your characters are about as deep as a piece of cardboard like you have no depth to you so like
1: tissue paper cardboard's yeah. a little too thick
0: well i mean there's wet cardboard you're a character going through something so it's yeah. like face value take that and then everyone gets eaten like that's the the point of the show so it's like when people take it and elevate it like we're already better than the movie like we're better than what it's supposed to be yeah. cuz it's like there's nothing to this there's nothing to it, and like making people like, oh, this person's gonna die. Uh, no, that's not a spoiler. The movie's been out for, ever, and 60, also sixty years almost. Oh, no. Also, it's a zombie movie, so people are gonna die. Um, so like making making that matter when you die is also a big one because it's always just like, <laughs> yeah, let the zombies <laughs> win.
1: I also want to say, my friends that have seen the show, for you, Elena. They have said that you do such a good job of your trauma because, you know, there's always that character in a movie that is doing so well that you're like, please get off the screen. Like, I hate you. Like, because they do so well. It's not like they're phoning it in and they're like, oh, can Mm -hmm. you just leave? It's like, no, your character is irritating me because you're doing so well. They're all like they were willing to jump on the stage and push you into the zombies because they (laughs) you did such a good job.
4: I was I remember your partner, Nick, saying one of the first things that they said to me was, I genuinely wish you died earlier. And I was just floored because I know that they are very sarcastic and very (laughs) funny, but I thought, Oh no, like what am I doing wrong? And then they started laughing. I was like, Oh, like, Oh, and I didn't think about it until then that I am supposed to be an absolute nuisance in Mm -hmm. this show. And even in the movie, she is just there and I can't just be there on the stage Mm-mm. in the movie. You can, cause you can, you can take the camera away from me on the stage. I have to do something that mm-hmm. is going to make some sort of impact on the show. So Absol- I'm glad I'm annoying. Well, that's the that's- thing
1: when we're in the basement too. Yes. We could just sit there and be in a freeze frame, but then that begs the question, why are we there? like why would we be down there then so it's like we even we have to act too like afraid of whatever's going on because it's got to be fully immersive because if somebody all of a sudden is you know the scene pans to the other side of the stage and then you just drop your face and just kind of stand there Mm -hmm. people are still going to look at you because you're still on the stage and you're going to break that immersion 100%
3: Yeah, and that was something that I really had to work on was just like being self aware of like my facial expressions and what I'm doing like every single minute that i'm on the stage because like during rehearsals i would forget and i'd kind of like drop (laughs) Mm -hmm. my face and then trevor be like you know like hey (laughs) you gotta be scared like hey you can't laugh like stuff like that and so that's something that is more challenging than i think people understand sometimes is that like when you're on the stage for The whole entire first act and like you're acting out everything like you really have to be like in the mindset like immersive in the whole thing and that can be hard
1: it also it's the like age old statement in theater of you have to react to things that you already know the scripts you have to give off this energy that this is the first time you're hearing something and that is sometimes really difficult especially when you perform it three four nights in a row and you're like All right, and this line is where I get kind of spooked. Mm. But that's what I kind of like about this show and this cast specifically is every night there's always, like, a slight variation in, like, how we move around, how we do something. So every time it is organic. Like, Nora, when she falls... You know, you've seen the movie, but that's as far as I'll give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she falls, every time she falls, she falls somewhere somewhere new, and that changes what I do. Yeah. Because, like, I go to to you know provide help, but sometimes, like, uh, I think Friday night or last night, she landed right in front of me. So my character I was like, okay, well, let me get out of the way for her mother to get in there. So, yeah.
4: To go off of what Natalie was saying of having to be on. 24 7 when you're on that stage. I genuinely think that's why it's exhausting. There have been shows when I was in Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins is in every single scene except one in the musical. One scene. And she's either singing, dancing, or acting. And in this, you are on, you guys are on. And do you, you have a, I don't know, do you have a line in the first act? Um, do I have to? Yes. Yes. I have one, and one that's. <laughs> And that's it. So that's all you have to exert this pent-up energy that you hold on stage. And I think that's definitely why it's exhausting. I, I'm exhausted by the end of it, too.
1: I also want to shout out you, and Natalie. When we were rehearsing, like kind of what you were saying when you first got into the role, you're like, I don't really know what to, what to do. So it's like the first time you're like, do I have to? It felt very kind of disconnected. But rehearsing with you and you kind of feeding and learning as you're going – Now, that line, again, one line, it feels very purposeful, and you are reactive to what's happening around you, which is a sign of a good actress or a good actor, just that you're able to do that.
3: And Judy has very few lines, and so to kind of make her into a character and express everything that she should be feeling in those few lines is... It was a good challenge, and I I liked taking that on, and I really enjoyed, like, the process of creating her character, because I did start off very bland, and, you know... Well, from
2: from what I remember with Judy's lines, because I was Judy during the COVID year, yes, and... I just feel like her line. I don't know if you feel this way, but I felt like her lines were so awkward and like they're not natural. They don't just like roll off the tongue. Like, oh, I would actually say this the way she. So clunky.
5: Yeah, the the Mm -hmm. wording
3: in a lot of the script is just it feels wrong. And then you kind of like sometimes I like when I was memorizing our lines and I was going over Trevor and I scene, like I would just get so confused because like I say the same yeah thing in a different way and then the order of everything and it just. Making that feel more natural was definitely difficult for me. Just Which because, you do now.
1: Yeah. That stare scene that we have, you really bring oh, it and like that's the thing, like you came to me and you said, Hey, like I wanna make this better, like how can I do it? And we kind of spitballed a little bit and you took it and you've ran with it and I said, Find your levels and you in what you're saying and you absolutely have and it is such a joy.
2: Yay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to see it.
1: Well, um,
0: you played, as you said, Judy, kind of, and Barbara. How are <laughs> your experiences different from these guys, or is it exactly the same? If only you it's had seen a-
1: it already. Okay, I did think
2: about... I had a wedding last night, and I really wanted to try and make it after the, uh, after the wedding, because the wedding ended at, like... It was at 8.30, but I left a little earlier, and it was, like, 8.09, and I was like, I wonder if I could still go... But I didn't. It's okay. I didn't know if like yeah, the, but- they locked the doors or, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's you're not allowed to. It's truly illegal. <laughs> no, just like no. you can't come in after a certain
1: time. Opening night, a woman came, I think Tracy said during intermission, handed a $20 bill over and said, Can I see it? And Tracy was like, Uh, sure. So a woman only saw the second half of the show. <laughs> what? Yeah. So if that's, if you're listening to it, lady who came halfway through. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, we appreciate it.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, no, it's definitely not the same. I feel like my experience was... It, I don't remember what I was in prior to that because I felt like there was a period where I wasn't in um, anything for a while.
5: Yeah, And that's true.
2: I actually didn't audition for Barbara or anything. You asked me. You just texted me and was like, hey, we need someone. Can you do it? And... Uh, I said, yeah. Um, and I, I really did enjoy Barbara. Here, I'll start with Judy. Judy was like, like you said, very clunky. Yeah. And it was just hard to get into, especially because we didn't actually get to do it in the end. <laughs> <Right>. like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that made it all, a little tough.
2: Yeah. Um, I played alongside Ryan. He was Tom. And that was very hard to keep a straight face. I <laughs> anytime he's like set his lines. I'm like, Ryan, I can't take you seriously. (laughs) Um, But Barbara, I really loved the opportunity of getting to have that monologue. And um, I played alongside Ben. Yep. Um, I really loved the first half and and all that she goes through. I think I feel like I could have done better because I didn't know exactly what to do afterwards when she just kind of goes mute and like stares off into the abyss. I was just kind of like, okay, how do I, what do I do to make it interesting? So I think I could have done a better job in that regard, but...
1: How fortuitous that you just said that, because then you just played a full role of somebody (laughs) who had no lines.
4: Yeah. (laughs) And it was incredible. (laughs)
1: Incredible.
4: It is just... So It's so true, though. Like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to acknowledge that you took that role in a direction that even just reading the script during auditions, I did not think that you were going to go in that direction at all for Spiral. And it was just, I don't know, you you added things that were just so so perfect for the role and oh, thank you that is i think probably what barbara needs too is just adding like poignant parts to the
1: i will just say <laughs> during sweeney todd when these auditions were coming oh up, i've I l-
4: mentioned this
1: I, well i'm gonna say it again i shouted
2: you out a bunch of times
1: he doesn't listen oh, okay well do you listen to mine dj
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i i am going to start
1: though yeah my my it hit podcast- me hard when you said that last time i was like i'm my podcast is a baby. It needs as many listeners yeah, yeah, no as I got it you. can get. I got you, Allison. No, but I looked at Alex and I said, you'd be great as Helen. And boom. <laughs> what happened? She was an amazing Helen. It's all I'm, because of you I'm actually, and Carlo. I'm actually the casting agent. I <laughs> yeah. whisper in the ears of our directors. <laughs> 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 and then they swap me away like a fly. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, um but yeah I think I definitely grew as an actor um at this point. To, like I'm way more comfortable playing Helen than I ever was playing Barbara.
0: Yeah, right. Um
2: <laughs> yeah. And that just comes with time and experience
0: and There's a cool picture I just found of cuz it was my version then I directed and it's public domain so we kind of shook up some some things with my dad's ad- adaptation but At the end of mine, you got eaten in plain sight. So we took you behind the couch and and devoured (laughs) Barbara. So I come falling through the window at one point after Johnny comes in. I think Johnny came in and Ben shot him or something.
2: Yeah, like he came in and then I get up and see him and stare at him. And then I think he gets shot and then I fall like yelling Johnny.
1: Oh, my God. 60 year old spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: so I there's a really cool picture that, that I just found I mean it looks like it was taken on a potato but <laughs> but I, I would come crashing through the window then and there's just a picture of like I'm looking at you from the ground and you see all the zombies piling in behind me and like your reaction is just like well I'm done But then,
2: <laughs> I gotta see this picture yeah
0: I gotta show you and then there's like cool pictures of we had like the the container behind the couch, so we would. It was Carla, Callum, and I. We would take Alex behind the couch, and we had a container full of pie filling, and we would just come up like rubbing it all <laughs> over our face. But, yeah,
2: because I think originally I was supposed to be dragged. Yes. Off, and I wanted to do that, and I was disappointed that that didn't happen when you, <laughs> you changed it. That was something I was like, "Damn,
0: okay." I I always like changing it. Yeah. My favorite was still. Yoinking Carla out the window. I See, think that she was got a crazy. A I didn't get a drag. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you got eaten on stage. I think devouring no, no. Barbara on no, stage is was... not only a shock, but like
2: iconic. I think iconic. I, I think iconic. also that um, that moment between her and Johnny in the end was very sentimental and sad. So I like when I'm just yelling at I'm like Johnny, no.
0: Oh yeah,
2: and he's yeah. being eaten and shot.
0: Yes, I think that was cool. It was it added a little more. Yeah depth to everything yeah yeah
2: so i agree i like that
0: and then that's when ben uh nose dived down the stairs at the end of the play oh yeah shout out Mm -hmm. ben is that him out there i don't know i don't know shout out ben though
2: but yeah that's when (laughs) i think that's the first time i ever worked with ben because he wasn't around before then when i started and then he came back right and that was the first time
0: yeah yeah that was that yeah. was. It was a lot of fun. I, I love every rendition of it. I think we just... It's such a fun experience. And, yeah, I don't know. I get I get all worked up about it because I hate the makeup. I hate the makeup so much, but it really is a, a good show.
2: I mean, uh, yeah, that's a lot every night mm-hmm. to do all of that.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so there was this whole debate on online on our social media. Shout out, Tracy, of cellar or upstairs
5: (laughs) some of you were. i loved
0: this i loved seeing it some of you were actually questioned but i didn't know how much like in character you're just trying to be so like real life real people what are you guys actually are you team cellar or team basement for those who don't or or team upstairs for those who don't know the whole there's a whole debate in the show ben's character is like let's be up here harry's character is like nah we're gonna be down here because it's safer
3: Okay, so when Tracy recorded the video, I was in character. And so I said I was team seller. But I think in real life, I would probably be team upstairs. But if we had to go to the the cellar, then like as a backup plan, then okay. But you definitely have advantages being upstairs as long as everything's like, boarded up.
0: It's the only so, logical answer. Because yeah. it's, it's really one answer in both.
1: Yeah. Alex is I just watched the f- switch in her eyes go and now I know what I must say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say I, I uh messaged Tracy and I said, I'm just team, get the heck out of there.
1: I don't care if it, Where are you gonna go? Well that's just not an a out, outside Will-
2: and run away. You
1: gonna go to Willard? That's only that's seventeen miles. I don't
2: wanna be stuck in the house.
1: <laughs> so you just wanna be
0: out in the open yeah. in a zombie okay. apocalypse. Yeah, and yeah, run away.
2: Zombies.
0: What do you mean you run away? To what to
2: what point? Out in an open field where no one's around. And I can just. Run
1: okay, well, that's endlessly. not an answer. <laughs> you know, you're given a binary choice. You must pick okay, A or B. Okay,
2: if I must pick a choice, I'm team
0: upstairs.
1: Wait, but I'm so confused. You
0: said you'd rather be in an open field. But I'd rather just
2: get out of the house where the zombies are attacking.
0: But they're going to attack you anywhere.
2: Okay. So they're going to attack me in the house. This is my answer, bro. Like, come on. I'm
0: just confused with your answer. That's all. I
2: said get the heck out of there. That's where all the zombies are yeah, going. But I'm just,
0: no, just in general. A sa- it could be a safe house. You have- but it's
2: not a safe house. The zombies are there. So what's the difference?
0: It's just a general any <laughs> building. Would you rather be in the basement or upstairs? A general in an apocalypse if you're in your house.
2: If I'm in my house, I'd rather be upstairs
0: okay there we go <laughs> <laughs> not in the field
2: you know tracy didn't give me this much slack her <laughs> flack when i i messaged her she actually laughed so
0: tracy's a better human being than i am yeah that's for sure
4: <laughs> i in the tiktok responded <laughs> i said well johnny has the keys oh i loved <laughs> so, yours i laughed so hard and when i said that Because she said she wanted um, Dejay and Don to kind of say their lines of, well, this is a line that I actually have in the show. And I'm going to say it because that's what I believe. But I genuinely am in East Johunga when I'm on stage. So it's like, what do I say? Mm And so I said, Johnny has the keys. But in real life, I get what Alex is saying about like kind of like Hunger games in it and just running away. But I know for a fact I don't have the survival skills to do much of anything. I know, right. I know what mushrooms I can and cannot eat. And that's about it. <laughs> I don't even I know that. am the mushroom queen. But <laughs> I – shout out Cal. Um, but I think I would be team upstairs, bedroom upstairs.
1: I'm, I'm going to – I'm addict. I know there's not an addict in our show. But uh, the addict be- – Addict. Addict. attic whatever (laughs) (laughs) like I would be upstairs checking the windows and then once they get in I'd go up to my little hidey hole and how are they going to get you if you have like one of those little pull up pull down like ladder things
4: I I think that being upstairs in a bedroom (laughs) or an attic would be oh my god Uh, sorry (laughs) I
1: I don't come for you every time you say something weird (laughs) but now I will I'm an tension. English major. I have to. Are you sure about that?
2: Okay.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's actually a really smart idea, though. Like, being as high as
2: possible. But I don't get that. I I don't agree. Why is that? Because, okay, once the zombies infiltrate your home, now your home is Zombieland. You want to get out of the home. But they'll if leave. If you're upstairs... Your only option is to jump out a
1: window. Yeah, but, but, like, think about it. If you're upstairs, you have the roofs. You can, like, climb out your bedroom window and go onto one of the roofs. Okay, well... But,
2: okay, not every house is like that, though.
0: But, all right, in this, in this case... Well,
1: not every world is there a zombie apocalypse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in this case, the house is not already infiltrated by zombies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you'll find it's Alex just, where with be socks it's, underneath a tree. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just... In the end, they do. So I want to be in a place yeah. where I can easily leave. If I'm in the basement, I'm locked down there. I don't have control. I don't know what's going on upstairs. Exactly. Then they get into yes. the basement, and then they're blocking your way to exit.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: I...
2: You don't want to be in the basement. So we're all in agreement. I know,
0: we're all yeah. in agreement. But there are people yeah, who, I j- don't who believe be they want to be in the basement. No, okay. But upstairs, can zombies climb stairs? I don't believe they can.
2: Zombies can get anywhere they want.
1: How can they climb stairs? Well, like, what zombies You know, are we talking about? There's a lot of renditions.
0: I am <laughs> partial to the Walking Dead zombies because I feel like they're the most realistic.
1: Don't they have runners? Or is, am I thinking The they, Last of Us? So
0: early, early on, when they really didn't understand where they were going... They ran, and they, there were brief sections of them using weapons, but where they eventually evolved to the show I mean the writers evolved to was brain dead like they 're just controlled by their need to eat and follow light and Got sound, it. which like I feel like that 's realistic and how they explain it, just reanimating your your n- n- stem or whatever um, just so you can move you can 't think I feel like that 's the most realistic, so I feel like it wouldn 't make sense for them to be able to climb stairs.
1: Okay, but the the real question underlying all of this is: Do you genuinely think you would survive a zombie apocalypse?
2: No, I think I have a good chance.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, but I know I'm going to get so much crap for that. I think I
1: would survive.
2: What? I feel like you wouldn't.
0: So how?
1: How? <laughs> I, don't know. I had. I have genuinely since I was as. As long as I can remember I've had a vision of how my zombie apocalypse life would go. I would go to a mall. Okay. You know, and That's our... the worst idea already. <laughs> no, think about it. We board up all the doors. What?
4: There are so many entrances yeah. in a mall. So many.
1: Yes, but we just talked about how they can't get upstairs. So how like not when every door is going to be a glass. I think they can
4: still get
2: upstairs. So, but are you? But can
1: I finish with my empty? thought? Can it, I? Would... Can I finish my thought? Okay. <laughs> there's a whole thought process to this. What's we it? are a community. We have become now a community where every family gets a store. You know. So then there's like you know like so I get Claire's, right? Like that's just my <laughs> home base, <laughs> right? So or like why wouldn't you go for like a Macy's or something? Because those are like the communal spaces, the big like oh, J C Penney's. Okay, okay, okay. Like those are where like. The, the Like, the meetings and the councils and yeah. everything happens, but everybody else gets, like, a Spencer's or whatever, right? Okay. And so then all the doors are as locked as you can. Like, all the glass doors, you know, the main... Well, and you Keep going. But, no, you're right. Exactly that. Like, then, in your own store, you have your own little metal gate. So, yes. boom, like, Bam. And then you have all the fast food places upstairs at the – so at least you have some food. And it's, malls are typically in such a central place wherever you are. So like if you need to do like a reconnaissance mission or a resource mission, like boom, there you go. They have a first aid kit. They have um, mall jail. you know I've never seen a mall jail, but right. they always joke about <laughs> that there's a jail in the mall. So it's like you can kind of make a little bit of – it's kind of like setting up okay. in a school. You know, everybody can get a classroom, yes. but everybody gets a store. And it's open, there's you can get natural sunlight in there cuz the overhead, and especially if you're at the Galleria, if you're at the Galleria, you got two floors, you know?
5: <laughs> I
4: call Did
1: Justice. You you can have I call I call GameStop. As long as there's electricity. Uh, there's that.
3: I thought you called Claire's.
1: Well, that was a hypothetical.
0: There's a movie about this. And it's actually the sequel to Night of the Living Dead. It's called Dawn of the Dead. And it takes place completely in a mall. Are you serious? I'm so dead serious. Dawn of the Dead. And I visited the mall where it was filmed.
4: Isn't it in... Where is it? Pittsburgh.
0: Around Pittsburgh.
4: Oh, I thought it... Is it rural? Or is it... Like, isn't it in a mall? Is it... it
1: (laughs) Is it in a mall? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is in a mall. Isn't
4: it in... Isn't the mall in a rural location or oh. is it in uh, the
0: city? it's not in the city. It's definitely removed from the city. I forget how far away it is from actual Pittsburgh, but Evans City is where they filmed Night of the Living Dead. And so when I played Johnny and Carla played Barbara, we took a picture at the actual tombstone that they were at oh in the gosh. movie. So that picture's really cool. And then, like, this one's not too far away from, from that. Maybe, like, less
1: than an hour.
4: Okay, that's what I thought. I, th- I definitely remember passing it on family road trips and
1: stuff. Is, there a, is it a trilogy or is it just a duology? There's a lot of movies.
0: Oh. And they start, like, talking and shooting each other like okay. the zombies do. So it's, like, it, it gets bad. But Dawn, Dawn of the Dead's fun. But, yeah, it takes place in a mall.
1: Well, I think that should be – I think we should adapt that one.
0: I don't know if How that's public zombies... domain. That'd be so cool, though.
2: How are zombies in like bodies of water?
0: Not, not good.
2: Maybe I'll be in a pool,
1: a cruise ship.
0: <laughs> okay, oh, you're gonna say like a boat, <laughs> like a boat in the middle of the ocean. And she says <laughs> a pool.
2: Well, maybe if they fall into a pool,
3: An then Olympus. they just drown,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they can't drown.
1: The ocean, They're, their breathing what doesn't if we matter. We stole like
3: the ocean? a shot, and then we went out in the. the water.
1: And we can just go on to land. <laughs> They deal with that in Fear the
0: Walking Dead Season 2, and it goes wrong, because pirates. You have to think about the other people.
2: Okay, but hey, is well, the- you didn't the- ask that. Call? come on. Where are these details?
0: The de-evolution <laughs> of mankind. You think that somebody's not going to say, this guy's set up in a mall. I'm taking this mall from him. That's going to happen. So you want to set up in a small that little- That
1: happens today.
0: Exactly. So, and then it's like, <laughs> now there's no rules. I'm coming in there and I'm, I'm killing everybody I see. Okay, so
2: I'll. I probably be in wouldn't a boat die. I probably wouldn't ocean, die from the zombies. And I'll travel to an island. Somebody would kill me. Farway Island, where no one can reach me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then, where do you get your food from? Where do you get all these resources?
2: Hunting and gathering. Nuts.
1: Okay so, well, survive, okay, so I want you to survive, so I want you to survive. Here's what we're going to do.
2: Survival skills.
1: The five of us are going to go on a little trip. We're going to go to Fiji. <laughs> Jeff Probst is going to be there. <laughs> Jeff Probst is going to be there. We will be on the newest season of Survivor, and we will see how long we last.
5: I no, but
4: I'm not talking about that part. Pass. I don't think I'm going to clear the health certification for that to even be on an island alone.
1: Well, you wouldn't be alone. You'd be with us.
4: Y'all aren't helping me. It's every man for himself.
1: <laughs> Nothing. Not in the Game show. See, it's already. Wrong, ha- right. It's
0: already happening. See, we're and already. There's no crazy. zombies.
4: <laughs> this is our. I. I'm
0: going Sorry. to the theater. So if it happens, I'll be at Don't the theater. Just get
2: in the theater. How? I feel like the I'm door, under the impression under that the zombies can get in anywhere. Do
0: you know how much free wood we have at the theater that I can just take and board up? But can they just like door? rip it off? Not if it's on the inside. The doors open. They open out, so then I screw it straight to the piece of wood that's completely against the wall. It's mm-hmm. like they can't open it, and they and they also can't use doorknobs. I just feel like they'd find I, another I don't way feel like in. They
4: have any like
2: dexterity. break a window?
5: Yeah.
1: Okay, but if but all of our like, windows are high. But okay, climb on top of here. Th- <laughs> but like this is <laughs> not World War Z. They do that in World War Z. <laughs> that's this, that's the thing. Like we are now talking fully about the zombie genre as a whole. Of like yeah. you have World War Z where they literally climb up the like wall. The walls, yeah. Uh, or you can go like Resident Evil where you're in a bazaar in Africa and they just start running at you. Right. Like nowhere safe. I, that's safe. what I'm saying. Yeah.
2: Nowhere safe. So in your house, Okay, but in a, your pool, house, a
1: pool it's is not like safe. the least.
2: Okay. <laughs> I just said water.
0: I'll be in an prude. ocean.
2: I'll be in an ocean. God.
0: I want you to survive. Yeah. I just want filming. you to start thinking about I know, it. I
4: know, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> DJ knows something's coming. I need to I, start thinking
0: about this. I honestly, there's been points in my life where I'm like, just bring it on. Please. Um, Could there
1: just be an apocalypse, a zombie um, apocalypse? Would you rather it be a zombie apocalypse or all of the power grid goes out? Because there's a TV show. I think it's called Revolution. It, it's long since been canceled. But it's like one day they wake up and all electricity is gone. And it's the de-evolution of human mankind and everything. So it begs that whole question. But which would you...
4: Haven't we been there before? No electricity, but like hunting, gathering, like yeah. But we specifically,
1: we have never... in our facilities with mobile banking, with yeah, healthcare, everything that. being you know, digitalized now. You know, like, think about your car, like, think about in this realm of no electricity, cars don't work.
4: I think that's I could get a cow.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my I could be God. a little
4: farm girl. Yeah. Forage. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying is Stop. we've been here before. It's in our DNA. There's like ways. You could figure it out. Yeah. There's innovate like human <laughs> human um instinct is to like innovate and create and to do something with the means that you have. There will be people who die because they are absolutely stupid and that's just a fact. But the people who have it in them to help people and to like create I, I would take a car and disassemble the whole thing and make a little hut. I don't know. Like something like that.
1: <laughs> but, so,
4: <laughs> Or shields or something. I guess
1: I'm not saying like the means to survive. Like, yes, you could survive in a world without electricity. Absolutely. But I'm talking about like with people because it's – think about like when um, there's the blackouts in major cities and they start raiding. Like think about how like – that's going to happen and people are going to like attack for food because now food production is reduced you know like which is why i would want a zombie apocalypse more because that will take care of more than half the
0: population and then it's like i don't have to worry about these bozos i'm going to do my own thing i just got to worry about the dead guys agreed but if electricity goes out right now then i can't confidently say my neighbors are not going to come and slice me in two and steal everything i have I can't say it.
1: I hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> they
0: don't. <laughs> yeah, so I'm team zombie apocalypse. And I'm team upstairs. Were-
1: Shout out, like, sound off in the comments. <laughs> you said that like, like it was your first time ever mentioning uh, yeah. That. yeah, you did. Like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> sound off in the comments. It's <laughs> called acting. I actually give a master class if anybody's interested. <laughs>
4: for what sounding off in the comments
1: <laughs> absolutely so sound off in the comments <laughs> <laughs> are you
0: taking trevor's master class sound off in the
1: comments <laughs> it's on acting and performing and zombie apocalypse surviving
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay um yeah Wait, do like, we
2: have anything else uh,
1: i don't a, know how long have we been recording not an hour 30
4: an damn hour that's 30. it yeah um I'd like to say a little something I feel like if I may.
1: Oh, I would love I would love that. Please do.
4: Um I just wanna say I was talking to um one of my teachers from high school, shout out Diane D. Bernardo.
1: I've heard that name seven times this weekend. I don't know who this woman is. From so- me
4: or from just everybody? No, from you. She is a she's an actress in she grew up in NT, went to NT. Mm-hmm. She's an NT native.
1: Um, is she, that like a thing, like an NC native? That is the second well, time. Well, I say
4: I'm a Wheatfield native.
1: Okay, I don't. Okay.
4: Well, I'm just saying, like that's where she's from. Like that's her, her, her stomping grounds. Yeah. But she um, does theater in Buffalo. <laughs> she's into um, directing, costuming. She teaches theater at Niagara Wheatfield and all that stuff. So, um, but she, I was talking to her and she made a really good point that you guys keep the arts alive in North Tonawanda and everywhere I've been, that oh, why
1: he whispering. It was so that was you so. You said you're hungry. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I it heard it really, in my like, headphones. I heard it in my
4: headset and I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so hungry. Sorry, <laughs> I'll make it short.
0: I'm I, I, no, care. No, no. I, I care. I care about you, my,
4: Elena, my I care. Even though rolling. I said,
1: are you sure you're an English major? I know you are, and I want to hear the story. Oh, thank
4: you. Don't worry, my stomach. I I don't think I've eaten since like four o'clock oh. yesterday, so I'm at the same point but
1: we had a fight about this before we started recording she,
5: <laughs> she
4: said that your company has been actively keeping the arts alive in parts of western new york that aren't as affiliated like buffalo or um like amherst williamsville nt and wheatfield and um Lockport Elekport has some stuff like Lockport Palace but it's not doesn't feel like a community and this really brings in oh my God, community yeah. in a way that is so infectious to the community of not just the theater people but the whole of NT and all of this like upper northern county um, and she said something along the lines of if it weren't for this company that some people wouldn't have the um, connections that they do now Um, from where I have been in the past two months to where I am now, I have made connections with people I never would have met ever before in my life. Not only that are part of this production, but that are um, that help behind the scenes that come to the shows that are um, like fans of the of the theater of your family of what they've done. Um, who would who would have thought that we're doing a podcast in the city of North Tonawanda? Like that is so cool. I've always wanted to do this, and you guys are innovators, and you're you persevere to make sure that the arts stay alive. And I've had to reach out to so many different places to try to get this emotion and try to get this satisfaction of feeling like you are part of some community and is never satisfied. And I have never been more satisfied being in a place where everyone just has that same like-minded feeling towards theater and arts and being creative and being part of a community that shares that with everyone. And I could not be more thankful for your family and for this company
1: thank you so much seriously that's so sweet can I hop on that and piggyback off that real quick yeah I'll
4: give you a piggyback right? Let's go. I'll never
1: awesome. say no so here's the thing I you know one day backstage like how you said that music theater people can't always act mm-hmm. you know I guess during Sweeney Todd I had said that I'm a singer music theater person and actor second and I guess that had resonated with you and you were worried that I wasn't going to be an actor and then you saw me act and you go oh, okay this kid is an actor cool great but so that's a, like when I came here and it was, what is it? Like four or five plays, one musical in my brain. I was like, uh, I'll be here for the summer. <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'll do that. Like, sure. And because um, I love singing. I love, I love singing. And so, you know, I'm always looking like um, Lockport Palace is doing Cinderella next and and all the other shows. You know, there's the tab auditions and right. all like the big name mm-hmm. theaters. But every time I see when their shows are, I go, but that interferes with like a Starry Night show <laughs> or or something. And it's I never thought I would find that. And this is my first attempt back out into theater since, since schooling. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to do all that anymore. I feel like I'm just going to do what i can here and then just i don't know because of how warm and welcoming and like elena this is your first show this is my second show we've connected and i don't know it's just like such a i love it i oozed about this on the the last show and the last podcast but i stand by the second show in and i'll i know i'll say it for my third and fourth and whatever even if dj doesn't believe me that i'm staying here in buffalo
5: <laughs> <laughs> no
1: you, you said it i don't know if you said it last
0: time you're on or what but and then he's like yeah so this happened this happened this happened so i'm at least here for three more years i'm like what do you mean you said that you're, you're gonna be here forever
1: <laughs> well the thing is like you can never predict your future yeah, exactly you know because like things can happen like you never ever know what's gonna happen but i'm guaranteeing that we'll be here in Buffalo for three more years, <laughs> and DJ was like, "Yeah, well, you already told me that." I go, "All right, well, let me just um, go actually, walk off the stage real quick."
4: It's actually, only one year now. Yeah, like I, actually,
1: this is my last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah
4: i I couldn't agree more. It's um, I had something to say and it slipped my mind, but yeah, just the the bond that you make with the people here immediately. No one is mean. I've been to auditions where people
1: well Alex is one person. Oh. <laughs> I can't stand for this Alex. No, Banner. it's cuz Alex God. glared at DJ cuz they have their little I see oh, I didn't even I know that. I, that I I was podcast. just like I
0: figured you're just, just you're going to make a comment. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for the comment.
4: DJ is um he's really you're taking your dad's dream and making it your own mm. and he has instilled in you this um respect and love for acting and being creative and directing and doing all of these fun things and you are a visionary like honest to goodness you are just seeing sweeney todd that could have been on broadway hands down could have been on thank Broadway. thank you so much and Damn. you you have these ideas and you do it and i appreciate that because i Hate, hate, hate when people like creative people like you or your father, when they get the opportunity to do it and they don't take the step forward or they don't um, have the means to do it. And you guys have the means to do it and you go above and beyond every single show, every single event that you put on for everyone in the cast, not just the people with names, the, the people on lights, the people that usher above and beyond for every single person and your visions have just skyrocketed since i have like been seeing the shows at this company and i'm just so glad to be a part of it now
1: thank you so much i really appreciate that this leads me to a burning question that i've had since i basically met you and you've probably already mm-hmm. talked about it on the podcast, but you never know. There's always new listeners. So mm-hmm. it, you guys are starting to collect a, a catalog of episodes. How many yeah. are you guys at now? This is 39. 39. Yeah, that's hard for some people to be like, let me go to episode one. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, DJ, you know, your dad and your mom, they founded this company how many years ago? Um. Well, it started, I think, like in the 80s, 70s, 80s. And then they 36. became in charge of it and everything. Mm. So you were truly born and raised in the theater. Yeah. And, you know, when – because, like, the the normal trajectory of people is they graduate high school, they go to a four-year college, they get a degree in something, and then they go off and they follow that. Now, some people, that's not the case. It's not meant for everybody, which, great, I've now learned that I don't want to use my degree that I have. <laughs> um but at, like, what point did you recognize that maybe that traditional path isn't for you and you wanted to follow more in the theater?
0: Um, good question. Yeah, that is a good question. I I don't know. I, there was a, a point where I wasn't involved at all. And I was like, I'm like the rest of my family is completely not involved. My sister's doing lights for this show. And it's the first time uh, she's done something in over a decade. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's, none of them took to it. And I didn't either until we did acting classes, I think in like 2015. I'm like, yeah, I'll do this. And Ryan did it. And Ben did it. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll just be with my buds. Like nothing, nothing serious will come of this. And my brother did that. And I, I was in Tom Sawyer as Tom Sawyer. And I'm like, wait, I think I really like like this acting thing. I think I want to become an actor and everyone's like well you got to go to college to be an actor you have to do this to be an actor and i was like yeah but i i've been doing this since i was born like i don't want to necessarily go to broadway or be a movie star like i just i like acting and mm-hmm. at that time like it had to be a career choice absolutely everyone's like well if you like acting then you got to go and and pursue that but it's like it doesn't have to be that i don't have to make money from from acting, and then it just kind of evolved, and and I just kept doing more and more for shows, and eventually my dad trusted me to direct one, and and after that I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do, and then coming out of high school I was like, my uncle's an electrician, I'm gonna go work with my uncle, I'm gonna be an electrician and do the theater. I'm like, I'm I've got it made. I'm I'm about to be rich and have a theater, and uh, I'm not an electrician even slightly. Um, I just don't have the mind for it. And so that that was really – I didn't really put much more thought into it than I'm just going to bypass college, do the trade, and do everything else. And I, I think I mentioned this before. I had a teacher named Mr. Eppenheimer and he supports all the shows, supports everything. He would – he would he was a teacher who just talked to me about, about anything. Like mm-hmm. I'd go to his class and free my mind. And I told him like I don't know that I want to really be an electrician. He's like, yeah, because you want to do the theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm like – yeah but i don't know he's like no you want stop he's like, you want to do the theater just do the theater
1: and i was kind of hoping that your answer would be that because when i was in high school i was so afraid like i you know i listened to every musical i loved everything to do with theater performing you know everything you know and i was just so afraid of pursuing that because i'm not a competitive person right you know with board games you throw you throw katana in front of me you throw sorry like (laughs) Candyland, like i don't care what it is i'm gonna get (laughs) you like i'm so competitive in a board game but like in life i'm not competitive in any sense so like the thought of like doing theater and like going to school for it and everything was just so not what i wanted to do so then i was like okay well okay what's the next best guess for me and biology and i'm i'm I am very grateful that I went and I got my degree and I went to Elmira and I met all the friends that I have now. And you know, I I did all that, but here I am 10 years after, you know, I started my senior year of high school when I I make those decisions and I go LOL nothing that I thought <laughs> is what I am. Like I wanted mm-hmm. to be a pediatrician, I wanted to go to med <laughs> school and then, you know, in those 10 years I was like, "Okay, no, I'm going to go into research." I don't want to do research. Then I was like, "I'll just work in the labs." I don't want to work in the labs. You know, now it's like theater and I'm thinking about going to grad school for counseling, you know, and it's so different. So I wanted, cause there's, you know, there's a lot of kids in our, in our company and there's yeah. a lot of parents in our company and, you know, just think Sean Ward has a two year old now. Yeah. You know, at, at some point he's going to grow up and everything. And it's, it's okay not to follow a tra- the, the traditional and also to listen to your gut And, like, find that adult that's going to let you speak your mind and go, actually, I don't think I want to go to school because I'm going to get so much more with what I want or what I'm doing. And I, for one, am so glad that you did this, like, that you picked the path you're on. Because, I mean, I'm 27 years old. You're 22. Yeah. You know, I could be a whole different person coming like, what is a 22-year-old going to teach me? Right. Like but that's not it. Like I went into Sweeney Todd and the respect you gave me was more than I've ever received in anything. And also just the vision where I'm like, all right, like lay it on me. What do you, what do you got? And seeing spiral staircase and seeing the set you made. And I, I, I mean, I'm in night of the living dead, but the spiral staircase is still my favorite set, you know, and just the decisions that you make. It, it truly feels like you are You were born for this and you kind of were, you know, but I just wanted to show that you don't need to follow the traditional path.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I always knew I wanted to do something artistic and then I, so I don't know why my first thought was to become an
1: electrician. Um it's not I'm going to make artsy lights <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. But are the you not me. an electrician in your own way? Like with doing the lights and everything? Yeah, thing? like there's there's certain things like
0: that that like my my uncle has taught me so much about everything. Shout out to Jesse. I mean, he's truly taught me so incredibly much. But I don't know. Like I I always you know what you want to be and you know what you want to do and I know so many people who are very creative and they're like, "Well, I'm going to go to school and do that, become a lawyer. It's like, mm-hmm, well, yeah, but but you're, not, you're not. a creative
1: lawyer. You're, you're,
0: you're just a lawyer. Uh,
1: yeah, me uh, too. That's <laughs> why it's like all like you guys. I mean, again, I'm 27. It is a five year age gap. It's not that big, but at the same time, it's humongous. It is. I've gone through so much in these five years uh, since I've graduated. Where I'm like, I really wish I would have listened to what my gut and my heart was saying rather than my mind, because. I have a degree in biology, but I love being creative. Yeah. I've always been that little kid who lived in a huge fantasy world in his head. I love reading books. I've always been such a creative person. And now I, like, I play T&D. And I think that was, you know, as a joke, the gateway drug people say. And back in the 80s was to satanic mannerisms. <laughs> but for me, it was like this gateway of unleashing the creative side of me and being like, Okay, I lied. I don't want to be the scholarly person because I've never liked – my friends in school, they would happily read research articles in their free time. You would have caught me dead reading a research article on my free time.
2: I agree with everything you said. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of people regret following the typical path that they're told they need to follow. And then they end up in jobs that have nothing to do mm-hmm. with what they went to school for, like me. And, like, it sometimes feels pointless to go to school when what you want doesn't necessarily require schooling.
1: And so I used to be in higher ed. I think the the whole point of college, there's such a weight on schooling and getting your mm-hmm. degree and figuring out what you want to be. But... 18 is too young, 20 mm-hmm. is too young, 22 is too young. I think for me, schooling and going to college is more the independent side of things mm-hmm. because no longer do your parents sit there and go, do your math homework or like, did you finish your project and your teachers aren't going to be there reminding you every single step of the way. On top of like, if you are residential in your school, you have to learn how to feed yourself, grocery shop, you need to do your laundry, all of that, make your own friends. I think that should be more the pressure that we have for college is like learning to find your place in the world. And Alex and I, we had a conversation once about regrets and I'm, I've gotten to a point in my life where I don't regret any decision that I've made. I, I've learned and I've grown and I'm thankful, even though I'm again, not using my biology degree. It's given me critical thinking. It allows me to look at something analytically. It's given me a great work work ethic. And again, like my best friend's in this entire world are from my undergraduate program like I would not be here if I did not have their support so you youngins at the other side <laughs> they're, take they're both this and checked. soak it in Elena's checked out and Natalie's <laughs> I think she's hungry she's not said two words
4: <laughs> I'm hungry and I have to pee I'm starving <laughs> okay. everyone come see Sweeney t- I mean so- oh, I'm wow, Whoa. wow. <laughs> but yeah
0: I. year is this I would love to continue this conversation, but we can go and put food
1: in. For my third show, when I'm in my third show, Carla, I'm also getting my three P at some point in my life. <laughs> Don't worry, Carla. I'll shout you out more. <laughs> totally. I want to get to know. I'm There's gonna say that.
0: I th- want to
3: say, oh. Happy birthday, Bella. Oh I was yeah,
1: gonna say Bella.
0: Bella. I had it loaded. happy, happy birthday, birthday. <gasps> happy birthday, Bella.
1: Um, but also to Carla, I know you listen to this. I want to be more of your friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh,
1: Alright, is that it? Is that how we got?
2: Yeah, Trevor, you want to send us
1: off? Oh, absolutely. Um, Natalie, Elena, have you ever had electrical <laughs> issues?
4: Yeah, all the time. Like Totally.
1: Like, just something in your home, like, all of a sudden the power in one of your outlets is no longer working. That happened at work. Yeah, and you flip the breaker and it just isn't turning on. Yeah. yeah. You've switched the light bulb, you've tried turning it on, turning it off, all of that. Absolutely. Well, let me tell you, sometimes you're not going to have every answer, but you know who is? JDS Electrical Incorporated. They are not only insured, but they are also licensed, so they know all the rigmarole. They know everything. So if you need any assistance, and I'm telling you, they are great people. If you need anything, 716-523-2711.
4: Hold on. Can you say that again? I got to write that down.
1: Absolutely. All right. Everybody, I'm going to (laughs) say, get your pens, get your pencils, get your piece of paper phones okay ready here we go seven one six five two three two seven one one that is for every single electrical need that you have you know it is getting to be the holiday season so you're going to start putting out your you know you probably already have your halloween blow up things but you're going to probably (laughs) want to put out your christmas lights your hanukkah lights whatever other winter festivities and sometimes you know the seasons get in there and they uh They've, they mess with things, so make sure you have JDS Electrical on speed dial. Thank you, Charlie. That's a fact. It's a fact.
0: I've had my uncle help me with numerous amounts of things that just exactly like that, that the seasons got in there, I electrocuted myself, <laughs> Yeah, and my uncle's like, I got you. He it, took care of it. Yeah. Now he's got his company.
1: Also, if you ever if anybody else wants to sponsor this podcast, I you guys don't say that, but please reach out to these people. They would I've, love I've
2: reached out to people recently. Well, so hopefully Yeah,
1: Alex has some you know, and then also beats. if you're a reader and you love reading books <laughs> oh. Um, you know, there's this other awesome podcast, what I was thinking, it's me talking about books. We've read Howl's Moving what were Castle. You what was I thinking <laughs> that you should listen to my podcast? We listen, we, we read Howl's Moving Castle and um, we read The Night Circus. And for these listeners oh, only, fun. you're going to get our next two books. <gasps> yeah. This is an inside scoop. Our November book is The Plot. Really good mystery book. And then our December book is Middle Game. Both really good. Mm. I haven't heard of those. Yeah. They're amazing books. So. And then maybe Alex will be on there sometime. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> thank you for my shameless plug. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being on. We appreciate thank you. you all. For
0: having fun. Us. Um, thank you for all the kind things you've all said. Love you all. Love you in the show. Doing great Thanks. work. Thanks for for being here.
1: Should we do an outro like they're like ah, ha, 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 in like the nineteen ninety songs? <laughs> they're like always talking when you press when they stop. Yeah, they did this last time. Yeah. yeah. It just gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna go. Um, to e. and hold some-